2: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, very low prices, rockauto.com. All right, it's Friday. Um, We are not going to have a fan on for today. There's kind of a good amount to get to. Um, And... We'll be covering the the expansion draft, the which is not you know for another year, but we've talked about this in the past and possibilities for the Avalanche going forward. I like to revisit this every once in a while and kind of see where we stand and if anything has changed. So we're going to be looking over that. And the Athletic actually did an article on it, and uh, Ryan Clark, who writes phenomenally for phenomenally for them. Came up with two different scenarios. we will time to talk about those and see where we go. We will crown our Locked On Avalanche podcast favorite player, which if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you already know who that is. But we'll divulge that. And uh, a... Special somebody made it into the Hall of Fame, which is where we are going to start. But first, follow the show on the social media platforms, Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche, Instagram, search for Locked On Avalanche, send your questions, comments, concerns, opinions. If you do want to be in the Fan Friday segment, when we do that, uh, send me a email to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. <clears throat> so, yeah, Jerome McGinley, no surprise, First ballot. Made the Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. Had a little stint with Colorado Avalanche, of course. And I kind of just wanted to kind of, you know, I guess just revisit him and, and kind of throw out some appreciation to a guy that I feel like everybody liked. There's very few players that, in any sport, that you can go across the board and just say he's a likable... Guy And I'm trying to rack my brain. I feel like players that are at the top of their game are generally hated if you are not a fan of that team. Uh, Growing up, I was a Knicks fan. Absolutely hated Michael Jordan because he was the reason the Knicks could not get a championship. That and John Stark's shooting against the Houston Rockets. But you know what I mean. Jordan was the main reason why the Knicks stood. He was what stood between the the Knicks and uh, a championship, or at least getting to one. Um, But I feel like players who are at the top of their game are generally hated until, like, they get to the like twilight of their careers. Guys like you know Kobe Bryant. Not a lot of people liked him. They didn't like his attitude. They didn't like his swagger. But at the end of the, his career, when he gets more mature, and you kind of root for guys like that. Peyton Manning is another guy. I couldn't stand him when he was on the Colts because he's so good. I mean, it helped when he came to Denver because you're rooting for him, being a Broncos fan. Uh, but guys like that, like, you you just, when they're in the 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 midst of their career, in the prime of their career, <clears throat> you generally don't like them. That wasn't the case with Jerome McGinley. I really don't know anybody that really dis- despised the guy. And, and he was someone that played hard. He was not like a pushover. He didn't have tons of speed, but he was a solid guy. He was He was built. And you knew you were going to be in for a battle against him. So sometimes, like, those guys aren't well-liked, you know, the guys that kind of mix it up and almost like a like a Gabe Landeskog, really. Uh, but he he just had this way because he, he played the game the right way. He wasn't a cheap shot artist, but he could score. And for a time, he was the face of the NHL, really, until I'd say, like, Sidney Crosby came around. Uh, Crosby came in 2004. I think they're in, right? Didn't he come in 2005, I think, around there. And, you know, the seasons that led up to that, let's see, uh, you got, so starting like I guess 2000 is really when he kind of took off, maybe 99, 2000, so 63 points, and then 71, 96, 67 in 75 games, 73, lockout season, 67, 94 98, 89, 69, 86. So consistent. Very, very consistent. All those with Calgary. Played with Calgary for, let's see, 95 to 2013. Traded halfway through the season to Pittsburgh, went to Boston, and then came to Colorado. And I think at the time, a lot of people kind of panned the move because he was obviously on the downside of his career, not in terms of, of uh, play. He was still very, very much an active and big part of that Avalanche team. And he wasn't like he he had, had lost everything and, and he was kind of like humiliating himself. Not at all. Uh, the three years he played in Colorado, he was a very big part of that team. But I think a lot of people panned it because they thought maybe Colorado was reaching, maybe reaching for a name. Maybe that came into play, but... You know, Joe Sakic. I think this may have been one of his high, probably his highest profile signing in terms of a name. But he knew he could get some more. He still had some life left. And the three years he was in Colorado, 59 points his first season uh, with 29 goals, then 47 and then 18 in that awful year. And then he was traded to the Kings. For the Avalanche, he played a total of 225 games, 59 points, 65 assists, 124 points for the Abs. So I was excited when they got him because <clears throat> I've always he, I've always liked him, and that's what I'm going back to is he's just a likable player, a likable guy, and <clears throat> when when you see him in interviews, always got that smile on his face, <clears throat> and it's well deserved. You know, I, I, I wish like guys like that could just play forever because they play it the right way. They're a joy to watch. And you can't really say much else about Jerome again, except congratulations. And it's very, very well deserved. So and I'm I'm slacking because I've ever since they signed him or when they signed him, I have told myself I was going to get an avalanche again, Jersey, and I have slacked in that department. And I think what I'm going to do is, if I can find it, get the Aginla in the the style of jersey the Avalanche had when he was on the team, which is widely known as the ugliest of all the Avalanche jerseys with the side piping, quote-unquote. I, I We've gone over jerseys in the past with the, the Stadium Series jersey. It's so ugly, it's awesome. I think that particular avalanche jersey um when you look at it now when you see the jerseys they have now and then you see like and you're seeing them now with the ginla wearing those old jerseys i say old (laughs) the ones that they had before current it and now it sticks out like a sore thumb right now (laughs) it's not it's not pretty to look at but i still want it uh with the ginla's name on the back so maybe this will cause me to jump on that So, like I said in the beginning, we are going to discuss the possibilities for the Colorado Avalanche and who they protect and who they chance in losing in this expansion draft for next year. But first, definitely check out rockauto.com if you haven't been there, if you're a car guru, if you work on your own car, if you want to attempt working on your own car... And you need parts, find out what parts you need, go to rockauto.com. Guaranteed they have it. Guaranteed it's a cheaper price. Huge, huge selection. Amazing low prices. rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you.
0: My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day.
2: All right, so haven't done it in a little while, and I always like playing GM and what-ifs and possibilities uh, when it comes to the draft and when it comes to free agency signing. And we don't get expansion drafts too often, and this will probably be the last one in a very, very long time. So uh, I did this maybe, God, months ago, but why not do it again? Because we'll update it. We're going to be talking about this for the next year because this is a big deal. Uh, The Avalanche are a team on the verge of greatness, and they could possibly lose a couple pieces to the expansion Seattle fill-in-the-blanks. And uh, Sam, uh, yeah, Ryan Clark over at The Athletic kind of talked about it, and uh, he, he brings up two different plans for the Avalanche. And again, if you're not familiar with how the expansion draft works and guys you can protect... You have two different ways you can keep guys. You can either do 7 forwards, 3 defensemen and a goalie or just 8 skaters and a goalie. So, you can do you can choose either one of those. I tend to lean towards the 7 forwards and 3 defensemen because you're just getting more players out of that as opposed to the eight skaters. But with the eight skaters, obviously you can keep more defensemen if that's what you want. We'll get into this because it gets interesting for the Avalanche and where they stand and their prospects coming up. A couple caveats to everything. If you have a no movement clause in your contract, you have to protect that player. Eric Johnson has a no movement clause in his contract. So there's nothing the Avalanche can do about that. They have to protect him. First and second year professionals, along with unsigned draft picks, are exempt. So players like Eustace Anunan, Shane Bowers, Bowen Byram, Martin Kaut, Alex Newhook, Connor Timmins, Adam Werner, they're off the board. Can't take them. Having said that, these are the plans that Ryan puts forward. His first plan, and and he and he he does it by those two scenarios with the seven forwards, three defensemen, and goaltender, and then the gets skaters and goaltender. So the plan with the seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goaltender, he pretty much picks the Avalanche two top lines and adds Comfer. So alphabetically, he goes Berkovsky, Comfer, Donskoy, Kadri, and then the big three in Landeskog, McKinnon, and Rantanen. Your defenseman, Sam Girard, Johnson, Makar, your goaltender, he keeps Grubauer. So with this format, that's like I said, you're keeping your top six, you're adding comfort, and then your your defenseman in having to keep Johnson, obviously you're gonna keep McCar and then that's where it gets dicey. Like m- I think most people are gonna say you got to keep Sam Girard, and hope Seattle doesn't take Graves. Uh, because I mean, wh- what are you going to do right there? Like like I just said, obviously you're keeping McCar because you have to keep Johnson, you have to keep one more defenseman. Are you going to take Graves despite him having a great year over Sam Girard? Are you going to do that? I I can't see a scenario where they're going to do that. And 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 if that happens, Graves is gone. I don't understand I don't see a scenario where Seattle would not take him even though he is coming off just one good year. Obviously, the, the talent is there, and the numbers are there, I absolutely think Seattle would snatch him up in a second. But having said that, if it happens, sure, it's a loss for the Avalanche, but what have you done? You, you have built up your your minor league system with defensemen, and if you feel like these guys are ready, like Byram and Timmons, like if you think these guys are ready then they can come in and and hopefully fill that void that is going to be left by Graves. And that'll also be very interesting to see how Kale McCarr responds to that because the two of them were a two-headed monster on the defensive side. So there's a lot to kind of take in there. um, And obviously, there's a lot to take in on the defensive side of now you're bringing up unproven prospects which have all the to steal a term from Mel Kuiper tremendous upside and hope they can fill in and you're also taking Kale McCarr's Robin away to his Batman. Uh we gotta see what happens there. So and then on the forward side of things, obviously you're 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 giving up Jost. I think that's another guy that Seattle would take a chance on because he's that top, he has that label of top 10 pick and he's shown glimpses. So again, I think those are two guys that Seattle would definitely take a look at. I don't know. I I have to look up. It's not like Seattle can just dip into everything avalanche if they wanted to. I, I can't remember the exact format. Of if you take a player, I don't think that is if that team completely off the board. Pretty sure that's how it works. Maybe they can take two. I don't know. I'll, I'll look that up at the break. Uh, but those are two guys that I would, if they're available, I think would be high up on the Seattle board. And obviously, you're you're not protecting guys like Belmar in this situation. You're not protecting guys like Nachuskin. I don't think they would really go after Nechuskin. I think Colorado would be able to kind of keep him because they wouldn't really pick him. Uh, but, you know, Calvert, Nemetsnikov, but Nemetsnikov is a, a free agent. Nieto and Wilson, those guys are up for grabs. Losing any, um, I, you know, in both of these situations, I don't think you're protecting Zdorov. And I don't think Seattle would take him, but if they wanted some maybe strength and brute, Force on the defensive side Maybe they take him too Maybe they they consider him as well The other plan Eight skaters and a goaltender He picks Gerard, Graves Johnson Kadri Landeskog Makar McKinnon and Rantanen And your goaltender is Grubauer So in this scenario Because you can keep as many defensemen as you want Now he slides in Graves and is that the smart thing to do? Is that the smart thing to do in place of, you know, you're, you're now you're giving up Burakovsky in this scenario. Who would you rather have in this scenario, Burkovsky or Graves, or Donskoy, or Comfer? Who are you replacing Ryan Graves with, if you want to keep, you know, if you're if you're keeping Ryan Graves in that situation, then then he's one of your eight protected guys. Who's the opposite guy there? If you're going to remove him, who do you slot in? I say Burakovsky, but that's you know this is where it gets hairy. So, as much as it would suck, I think you have to go with scenario A because you have built up your your defense. You've built it up. It is a strength, and it's a strength right now, and it's a strength that you've built up in your in your system. So if you feel like these guys are are ready to go, or even if you think they need another year, maybe go find somebody else in, in the free agent market to kind of fill the void. It's going to be a very big void to fill. But you know, there, there, there's in the end, the Avalanche are going to have to not they might not lose anybody, depending on what Seattle's plan is and how they want to draft. But You are not, you're you're going to have guys unprotected that you absolutely want back. And that's just where this whole thing kind of sucks. So it's interesting. And if we hear anything going forward, we're not going to hear anything right now. This thing's a year away. But you'll hear, you know, glimpses of stuff here and there next year and how these guys play will be another factor. We have a whole nother season that we have to play. So maybe Graves doesn't just match what he did next year and maybe the decision is a little bit easier but right now it's definitely a def- difficult decision so we'll see how it plays out I love this stuff I love all this conjecture and what ifs but uh, in the end like I said we might not lose a guy but we're definitely going to be sitting there with bated breath and having butterflies in our stomachs hoping they don't pick one of these unprotected guys that are so valuable to our team all right, guys, I've told you about this sale going over at BuiltBar.com, and this 50% off sale is only going on for a couple more days. So if you want a great deal on a great-tasting protein and energy bar, which is Built Bar, uh, head over there right now and order your four boxes, and you'll get 50% off. If you just want a box, enter the promo code locked on and you will get $10 off. Either way, you're making a great deal. But some of these flavors are being sold out because this deal is is pretty incredible. You still have some fantastic flavors available. Don't get me wrong. Everything that Every flavor they have is phenomenal. But you go to their website and you see a couple of them that are selling out, which means people are taking advantage of this deal. So definitely head over to Built Bar, builtbar.com. And if you want the four boxes, by all means, get four boxes, 50% off. If you just want a box, enter the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles
1: Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Engstad. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally... Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: And last, but definitely not least, are... Is is it like an annual thing? I don't want. I think I should do this annually. I don't know. Just coming off the cuff with this thing, but we'll see how this all pans out. But uh, for right now, we have a winner in the I guess first annual Locked On Avalanche Podcast favorite player poll, and it was not really even close, and we went chalk. All the way up until the final, where it was number one Tyson Jost against number two Sam Girard. And people ask why I put Tyson Jost at number one for the reason because he needs some support, and he's he like I said earlier, he's that top ten player. He's shown glimpses. Maybe he just needs a locked avalanche bump to get him over that that hump. Probably not. But he's he was the prototypical guy for this favorite player and. He just lost it at the end to Sam Girard. Sam Girard really he, he's a fan favorite. People like this guy. They know he's going to be around for a while. They got him locked up for years. And he took it. So Sam Girard is officially the locked-on Avalanche podcast favorite player. And we will blow smoke everywhere promoting this guy. Not that he needs it. But uh everything he does on and off the ice will be otherworldly in the eyes of the Locked On Avalanche podcast. So, And maybe he can come on the show one day. I don't know. That's a pipe dream. But maybe if he knows the love and support that this podcast and the people who follow this podcast have for him, maybe he'll come on and we can shower him with whatever we can shower him with. I don't have gifts or anything I can give him, but... Uh, Just the the love of the Avalanche fan is what I have. So if we can get back on the ice, which I don't think is going to happen, uh, that'll be the exciting part where we can really kick this into high gear and just flaunt over everything the man does that don't necessarily need flaunting, but we'll still do it because he's our favorite player. He's our guy. We're hanging our hat on him or we're hanging our skates on him. And yeah. He's our man. So thank you everybody who uh, took part in the voting. It seemed like people kind of had some fun with it. And I don't know. maybe next year we'll we'll change it up or maybe we'll just ride him as our favorite player for the foreseeable future. I kind of like to do that. Kind of like to have that one guy for years and years and over and over, not just keep changing it up. so but we'll do more fun things like that down the road. But we just need hockey back so we can go on this train. With Sam Gerrard. That's going to be it for this week. Everybody, stay safe out there. I know these coronavirus num- numbers seem to be going back upward. So just stay safe. Wear your mask. It doesn't look make you look stupid. I wear one. But I always look stupid. So just stay safe out there. Do what you need to do so you don't contract this thing and we can stop this thing from spreading and maybe get hockey. Think of it that way. If you don't wear a mask, we won't have hockey. There. That, that should be the NHL uh, tagline right there. <laughs> wear your mask or we don't have hockey. <laughs> I guarantee you, everybody will wear a mask. So, Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Here's Jovi.
0: Go, Abs, go!